Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a Brawl Network production. You're listening to the Giants Brawl Podcast. Listen, look. We gotta rush him. We gotta kick the What we gotta do to sit in and get the off. All right, let's go. They are New York. And they are here to talk Giants football. Here is Mike Trainer and Jay Jules. Yo, what's up, Giant family? How we living, man? How we living, Giant family? I know you're happy. I know usually this is the time I ask, like, Jules and John, who's with me today, how was the weekend? But we all know how the weekend was. <laughs> the weekend was the yeah. same for everybody. Everybody's fucking happy. Everybody's good. I know there was a couple times where people had their doubts, including our very own Jules. We had to talk him off the ledge. So Jules, Jules gotta, he's got to eat the crow today, man. He was he was tweeting like, oh, my God, we're not going to sign everybody. Happen? <laughs> I'm like, Jules, haven't you listened to our podcast? Me and John have been on it, especially John, like with the salary cap. Like, we got the room. We got the room. Don't worry about it. Jules, what happened, man? Ah, uh, not much. Well, listen, listen. So you know, like, like let, let, let's kind of roll into the weekend. You know, I, I watch madness occurred. They switched things up a little bit. You know, normally that tournament started on a Thursday, so starting on Friday and then rolling into Monday was a little different twist. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm still not sure if I'm sold on that or not, but it, but it was cool, man. You know, I, I enjoyed it. It was great to kick back on Friday and watch some of those games. Some great upsets with all Roberts over Ohio State. You know, there's a few other big ones that happened over the weekend. You know, but I found myself on Saturday. And that's kind of what Mike was alluding to with the whole me kind of losing it and everything was that, you know, I went for a walk. I'm not going to lie. It was about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And, and, and on my walk, I kind of discovered something, which is pretty cool. And I'll get to that in a minute. But prior to that, you know, I'm on the walk and I'm saying, oh, this is ridiculous. Like at this point, all the big time wide receivers are signed. Kenny Galladay, we don't know. Like we think he's tied up in the basement, maybe in the Meadowlands. We have no fucking clue where he is. We don't know what's going on. Sammy Watkins is starting to look interesting as a, as a possible sign as wide receiver. I'm like now praying that we're stuck. We're going to get Jalen Waddle as our only shot at 11 as wide receiver. I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm not going to lie. So obviously what did I do? I went for, you know, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to get a couple beers, right? I walked around my store. Look, I don't know how you guys have this in Westchester or, or if you have this out in Jersey or not. But lately and little by little, I've been seeing this shit like kind of creep up little by little in, in like these little like bodegas and like little side bellies over here in Brooklyn. Well, yo, you walk in and you go to the counter and on the counter, instead of like, you know, you got like gum and candy on bullshit. It's like a little fishbowl of like $2 like little bottles, like airplane bottles of like Fireball and Southern Comfort. And I, sell like I sell it. I sell it. 
That's, oh, that's you do? Mine. All right. I, I sell it. That's a Budweiser product. Because, shit, I sit is so tempting. You get like a you get like a six pack of stuff. It's like 10 bucks, 12 bucks. So it's like, so if yeah. I'm actually like $2, I get a shot. Like, it's uh, an impulse buy. I make it's it 15 a- even. Fuck it. Give me two of those things. <laughs> you know, you're the type You're the type of people we aim for, man. <laughs> yeah, no shit, obviously, bro. Like, yo, that shit had me over in Auburn. It was crazy because I saw it, like, little by little. Like, I remember seeing this, like, a couple weeks ago, and it was, like, one or two stores. And I'm like, oh, all right, they must be doing something behind it, like, you know, underneath the table or whatnot. And then all of a sudden, I start walking to, like, every store. They're all like, hey, you want Fireball? You want this shot? You want that? I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Give me, like, three of those. Bro, would you imagine, like, that's, like, the ultimate, like, starter pack. You're like, all right, let me get a couple of beers and, uh, yeah, give me, like, three of those fireballs. I'm ready to go, baby. Let's start this evening up. <laughs> so, you know, that, that obviously got me calmed down. <laughs> and then the news dropped that we got KG, and, you know, everything started going the right way the rest of the weekend. Oh, so glorious, man. It was a weekend of vindication. We were saying – I've been saying it. Me and Mike have been saying it since the – the which one world the, the season ended – we have cap room. We don't have any big contracts. We're good to go. They're gonna they're gonna make some moves, bro. And they fucking hit. Uh, listen, we're gonna have to see them play on the field, and you know, Lord knows what ends up happening. But you know, to the potential of the signings, I, I get them in their front office, and Judge really made it. Was, it was fucking Christmas in March, bro. Uh, you got you got the uh, like the literal prototypical wide receiver you're looking for. You got a cornerback too, which I didn't even. I, I wasn't even. Thinking we we want I want to see Julian Love take that spot and, and run and run with it, but you know now he's gonna have to you know be a, be a backup you know uh, defensive back. But regardless, man, it was it was just so much fun to see this news coming down. You know they were signing players and um, it's just it's gonna be such a fun year coming up, man. And this this was like the New Year's Eve of of the the twenty twenty one season. If it took like a, a nature walk for Jules to get his head straight, like that's what we just got to send him from now on. Every time he gets upset. Like, oh, my God, we signed Booker. We signed a fucking other tight end and Rudolph. He's, like, on his, like, last legs. And literally, he is today. He's on his last fucking legs. Like, I mean, look, did I not at least call that. that one. <laughs> you did. You called that one. But you're like, you're like we signed another TV. We're never going to sign another. We're never going to sign Galladay in time. There's no way we're getting him now. We're like, relax. Chill, Jules. Chill. And then everything just started working out. And then we just fucking went ape shit. Gentleman yeah. was like, fuck the cap. He's like, I don't know what the cap is. I'm just fucking spending money out here, man. My man just lit it up. I mean, it's funny. Like, you know, a couple of guys that aren't obviously aren't Giants fans that have talked to me over the weekend are basically like, so Gettleman's like, fuck it. This is going to be my last year. I'm all in. <laughs> He's like, yo, here's all the chips. Here's the fucking house. Here's the Porsche. Here's fucking the keys down fucking south in the fucking resort hotel. Like, we're going all in, baby. That's it. And let's uh, let's fucking fly. Jules, I don't, I don't even know if that's the case, though. Well, like, Me either. If, if you look at, like, the first years, like, if you go back, if people could Google this, if you look at, like, the 2018 list of free agents, there was, like, you know, um, Norwell that we were looking after. After that, it was Solder, so we got Solder. Um, right. Another free agent was, you know, Alan Robinson, but we had Odell at the time. He was a big ticket. But if you looked at like, that list of free agents, there was nobody to really go get. Kind of the same thing in 2019. 2019 had a better list of free agents to get, but you know I understand our cap situation. We weren't going to go after it, but I tell you, this was the perfect storm to have like the salary cap go low, and then the TV deals sent in. So now, like all of a sudden, we could like you know short you know guys the short end of the deals in the very beginning, give them like low payments against our cap, and just like you know kind of blow up in the next few years because 
our salary cap is like 180, I believe, this year. It's going to go to like probably at least 270 next year. It's going to jump that high. Yeah, I think it's like 250. Then even after that, it's just like going to fucking blow up. So yeah, I, I kind of like what we did. Like, you know, people were like, oh, hammer, get him. Oh, we're 15 and 30, whatever, you know, in the couple, you know, few years we'll get him. But like, listen, we, we took our time. We drafted a star running back. We drafted our fucking quarterback of the future. We made like, we made some great moves in the draft. And of course, it takes time. And now, when you have the money, when you have no long term deals, and this is the time you strike. And I tell you, they, they just fucking stroke, you know, get them and judge Abrams. You know, it was all, you know, it was all a team effort. And they just fucking went in and they got guys that kind of like want to win and want to fit in. And I tell you, to have like, you know, teammates going after and recruiting guys, dude, dude I've never seen that before with, with a Giants team. Usually it's all about the money. These guys went out. They were fucking buying dinners. They were hanging out. They were flying in from Florida. I mean, that just like shows you what kind of tight, tight team that we have. And it's a young team. Yo, John, I know you mentioned the word dynasty, but yo, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that we might we might be good for a fucking couple decades, boys. Mike, there's no doubt. There's this very moment that Joe Judge took the fucking podium at his press conference. You felt like a size, like I said this before, you felt like a seismic shift, shift in the universe. Something changed. And me personally, you obviously, you guys know I'm a big Dave Gellman fan. Um, probably the single biggest that you'll find. Uh, hashtag respect the Gettle God. Um, he, he got out players like Odell and JPP, players that weren't going weren't gonna to fall in line with this, that were going to butt heads. It, it was going to change the dynamic. Got those guys out. And then put themselves in a position where they can go ahead, spend big in free agency two years in a row, and getting their guys. You got Judge in here. Obviously, he's, you know he's the driving force. He's the one driving that car. But Gettleman's built built the car from before Joe, Joe Judge even took over. Now, the last two years, what they've been doing is tweaking and putting in the, the extra parts and stuff they need to build a complete team. And now you see at the end of the four years, which is what it's always been. It's just something special going on, man. It's just something special going on. The only thing I got to jump in with that is I don't know necessarily if JPP falls under that sort of category. I think it was just more so that they thought because he screwed up and went out and blew off his fucking hand into fireworks and came back and, you know, he worked his way back in and all the nonsense that occurred with it. He looked like he wasn't the same player, to be fair. And then he just kind of maybe that was like a wake up call for him. And he went down to Tampa and he started training. He got with the right people and, you know, all of a sudden put his like career and everything back together. I think that was more the case with JPP. But um, as far as Mike, he was an asshole. He was an asshole for us. He was a little bit. He was a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Like I I get it, but I don't know. I don't necessarily. They know the players ten times better than we do. They're in the locker room with them. They see their interaction with other players. You know what I mean? We we just see what they say in in press conferences, which is basically next to nothing. Obviously, if if you know, if you can watch press conferences and live and die by their their words, it really blows my mind that that even they even do press conferences is the biggest dog and pony show I've ever seen in entire life. So. Don't forget, we had Eric Flowers and Bobby Hart in there too, and John Jerry as our fucking offensive lineman too, John. And they were they were no fucking uh, you know, fucking leaders either. You know what I mean? When like, Collins proved not to be a good leader, a yeah, bunch, bro. George Jenkins. Yeah, right. it's true. I mean, listen, they cleaned house and they moved the right guys out. And you know, Mike, you're right. You know, it was exciting to hear that you had these players trying to like bring other guys in and saying, "Look, come hang out with us. Come check out this team." I mean, look. Not for nothing, but if you look at what Tampa did last season with Tom Brady and everything, 
He was recruiting people. He's bringing everybody. He's like, come on, let's go play. You want to play with me? You want to play with this? Let's put the shit together. We're going to build a team around this. Let's going to have some fun this year. We're going to go out there and we're going to compete and we're going to be in the playoffs. And we're going to, we might even win this fucking thing, you know? And, and, and that's sort of, I don't, I'm not saying that that's what they're saying to one another, but that's kind of the vibe you get when you hear stories like that. So to me, that shit is fantastic. I know there was stupid haters going on a little bit being like, oh, you, you need a player to bring it in instead of your GM. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, bro, shut up, bro. That's just showing that these dudes want to play together as a unit and they're yeah. going to help each other out. They're going to pick one another up. You know, when a guy seems to be struggling or he's not getting something on film or he makes a mistake, you know, they're going to have each other's back. I mean, that shit is important. I mean, that's what the yep. team is. And Culture. especially the majority of these guys, and listen, I don't know the exact average age, but like, it's got to be somewhere like 27, 28 or some shit like no. that. It's like, oh, uh, it might even be younger than that. Listen, I know that. I know, look, look, I know. I'm just, I'm trying to count in some veterans and shit. You know? and like, like, maybe, 18, that, maybe that brings the median up a little. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but like, I feel like Leo is the They are fucking young, dude. Like, super young. There's no guarantee that we're going to be able to keep them all together. But shit, man, you put a young coach, a young team, everything going together. They believe in the system. They want to play. They want to be better. Fuck, man. Like I said, and I, I'm going to say this and I'll get into it more in a few minutes, but look, I got the Giants as the number four team in the NFC right now. I don't give a fuck when anybody says you can come at me. I've been tweeting that shit. I've been putting it on Facebook. I've been putting it out there and I'm putting it on the podcast and I'll back that shit up. All right. Because after Tampa, after Green Bay and maybe the Rams, because look, they went out, they got Matthew Stafford. That should be an upgrade over Goff. And if they were, you know, literally in the playoffs and deep into it, then here we go, right? Because what else are you going to look at? And fuck it, I'm going to get into it right now if you guys don't mind, all right? <laughs> and, and yo, we're getting some of the free agents that we like and all the signings in a minute. I just kind of jump in the gun. I'm feeling this one right now. Because oh, let's boy. look at it, man. Yo, you got Seattle. They haven't done shit to get that old line any better yet, all right? We beat them last year with a backup fucking quarterback, all right? And now we're a little, we're obviously better with all the signings that we did. And what, you're going to look at the fucking midget out in Arizona? What did they do? They just lost Kenyon Drake. Unless they fucking get one of these top rookie running backs, they ain't going to be shit. Fuck J.J. Watt in that defense, all right? They don't impress me for shit. Do I think Minnesota is going to be better? Yes, I do. Do I think that they might take over what the Bears were last year, maybe a little bit higher quality because they have a better running back in Dalvin Cook, better receivers on the outside? Well, that's arguable because they did have Allen Robinson in Chicago. Sure. But then outside of that, what, you're going to tell me a breezeless Saints is better than us? Get the fuck out of here. Carolina still doesn't have a quarterback. Atlanta can't fucking find their rhythm or anything else. Their defense is fucking trash. I mean, like, dude, who matters? And then what? You want to get into our division? Can't wait to get into our division (laughs) about the NFC East, all right? I haven't shut the fuck up about our NFC East yet. Yo, listen, old man Fitz ain't scaring fucking nobody, and one-legged Dak ain't shit to me, okay? So that fucking out, that league, that division didn't get any fucking better. And, ooh, the Eagles signed Joe Flacco. Oh, my God, look out. Joe Wacko Flacco is in Philly. They're going to go to the second Super Bowl now. So, listen, I just had to get that out of my system. I'll calm down now take a little sip of my cup soda here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm, I'm glad you're calm, man, because, you know, we're, we're on our way, man. Just look at what we did. I mean, like, you know, with these cap hits, too, like we, we've been saying, like, you know, especially, you know, John, like I said before, with the, the cap space, like we, we tried telling you all that we had the cap room. Like, don't believe this fucking media, man. They don't know shit. So Kyle Rudolph, like right now, as of now, because he's a question mark, you know, he has like a 4.75 cap hit. Uh, Kenny Galladay is only four and a half million this coming season. You know, Austin Jackson, three million. You know, Booker T, 2.5. John <laughs> Ross, 1.8. Then you got Mike Landon, like, you know, 900,000. Uh, Reggie Ragland, like 900,000. Uh, Adore, I'm not too sure. Adore, Mia Morley. Our fucking star cornerback. I'm not too sure, you know, what he's gonna happen. You know, we just filled the holes. We did a great job as filling the holes. So it's like, man, whatever, whoever we pick at 11, it's just gonna be like, you know, icing on the cake. I'm hoping it's a wide receiver and it's Devontae Smith. And I tell you, man, to have another playmaker like that because Shepard, you know, he's he'll have a good year next year, but he hasn't played a full season in about like three years. So he's probably like on his last last legs going out. He won't last long. John Ross only signed for a one-year deal. So we're going to have Kenny Galladay and Slayton. Slayton coming off his rookie season. You know, he was like up and down. So I think we go with a wide receiver at, at 11. And we're going to have a, a shot at a good one because of the, you know, the way these moves panned out. For all the people like, you know, you know, crying like offensive linemen at 11. Yeah, we, we used draft capital last year on offensive linemen. You got to give offensive linemen time to gel. They had their rookie year. I don't know if I really want another rookie in there. If we get a stud rookie like in the second round as a guard, then I, then I'm you know I might like you know I might like that move, you know just to give the other guy some competition and see where we go with that. And real quick, I, I will I will raise my hand here because as you were just shouting out the doubters that we didn't have the cap room. I myself was one of them, so I'll admit, man, they, they surprised the shit out of me. All right, I was like, all right, listen, we get Kenny Galladay, we're not gonna get this. We get Leonard Williams, we're not gonna get that. And yo, man, they made it fucking work. And maybe it has to do with the TV deals and all that shit. So yo, hats off. I, I you know, I'll admit when I when I fuck up with something, one of my predictions, because you know damn well I'll fucking let you know when I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> that <is true. laughs> well, that's good, Jules. At least at least you're one of the people that will admit that uh, you know they were uh, they were incorrect about something. It, it's, it's nice. It's refreshing to see the human beings that are out there like that. Um, <laughs> but... It's good, Jules. It's good, Jules, because John will go after you. If you don't admit your mistake, he will go after you. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. I see him on Twitter sometimes. Yeah. Like, yo, there's been some of those things where I'm looking at him like, is that John again? Man, yo, you're about to end up in Twitter jail again. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like I've it. learned that there's certain words you can't use, and then anything else is pretty much fair game. So no... I, I work the system here. There's really, there's really no hate after the fucking weekend. All the fucking haters, like they were crickets, man. They were silent. They didn't know what to say. They were quiet. Shook. They were Bro, like, like it was like fucking went for three a.m. in fucking the woods somewhere, right? Like yeah, yo, they that went shit for was quiet, they, dude. They went for a long, a long, long walk into the woods, man. They took a fucking nature walk for fucking like about three, four days because I haven't heard a peep from these fucking guys. And it's not like I haven't been chirping. Like, I've been talking shit. I don't usually do that. I'll be, that's one thing, too. Especially when it comes to my team, when I 
see these kind of moves, usually I'll just lay back in the cut because, you know, I'll, I'll get to certain things that I that are still sort of question marks in my in my opinion as far as the Giants are concerned. But, man, I've been coming at it. Like, I literally just said on this podcast, I've said it on, on fucking Twitter, I said it in Facebook, that I think the Giants are the fourth best team in the NFC right now. Come at me, please. I'm dying for someone to fucking come at me with that one. So And yet, nothing. Cricket, cricket, cricket. <laughs> I heard, like, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. Like, get the fuck out of here, that little yeah, midget move. Yeah, seriously, I, bro. I think we're number one, but whatever. What do I'll I just say. Like, look, well, like, <laughs> the, the potential's there for it, man. The, I mean, if you go just position by position – Daniel Jones. All right, listen. All right, that's the biggest have, question um, mark, John. That's the biggest. It's question the biggest mark question mark. But for, for the most part, bro, quarterbacks they progress, especially going into year three. Especially yep. when you start build, when you really are able to build a good foundation around them. At this point now, if the offensive line can just be adequate, serviceable, whatever fucking word you want to use. I, that that's a fucking Lamborghini that he's got there with Saquon and Galladay and Slayton and Ingram. If Ingram could just fucking, like I said, start smoking weed before the games, catch the fucking ball, whatever he's got to do. John Ross stretching the field. I, um, it's a shame what's going on with Kyle Rudolph, and I guess we'll get into that. But, um, dude, these moves, it's just it's just crazy. It's it's really fucking crazy what they what they were able to pull off. Hundred seventy four million dollars they spent. We were, they were talking negative three million. We're gonna lose Dalvin. We got to pick between the two of them. We pick between the two of them, and we went out and fucking spent $100 million after that. And that just tells me that they think that they got somebody on the roster that can fill that void, and it's not going to cost them $11 million because they spent more elsewhere. Well, you know, it's very you interesting. Know, you know, too, you know, too, John, like, and, and the way the thing is going with, like, with the whole salary cap and the thing, like, you know, getting more money, you know, down the road, I think the Giants are looking at, you know, to sign these guys to, like, three- or four-year deals because – they are trying to build that like team. They're trying to build that dynasty. They don't want, they don't want to turn this into like college basketball where, you know, it's one and done. You see, you have a guy for a year, you win a title or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're complete shit the next year. They're actually building, you know, it's like, you know, progressive you know, progress, you know, so they're giving Danny Jones weapons. They got a good D and they're getting guys that want to come here and play. So it's like, we're going to be good for a long time, not just a short time. Yeah. So every year to just be able to go to the playoffs, it's going to be so much fun here in New York, man. I can't wait for it. They they have they have the roster for it, bro. The shit that they were able to do, they just have the roster for it. It's going to be exciting, man. Well, it's going to be I mean, fucking exciting. We have been talking about that all season long, right? You know, that was one of the reasons why when they were coming down the stretch and they were coming close to actually winning the end of the NFC East that we were pushing for it so much because we wanted that playoff experience to be there. We wanted some of these guys to have a playoff game underneath their belt. You know, yeah. could you imagine coming into this season and knowing that we would have lost to the Super Bowl champs in Tampa with like Daniel Jones saying that he played in a, in a, in a playoff game already, like especially hosting one at home man. that, that type point. of feeling stays with you, especially with these young guys. Now it's also good too, though, because like they just missed it and they knew they were just that fucking close and they could have been there and they hung with the Super Bowl champs. So you have that kind of feeling and all of a sudden you start putting in these new pieces you know, you go out and you get all these other guys that are signing in and somebody's lining that, you know, if they could stay healthy, like, like, for example, uh, Ryan Anderson, who we actually signed today out of Washington, you know, that, that kid's, the sky's the limit there, right? We've seen the floor, right? Like, if you look at that, 
This is the floor of Ryan Anderson. This is his absolute floor. He can't get much worse than this. Right. When the guy plays, he's had games against the Eagles, I think in 2019, where he had three forced fumbles and a sack and, and, and like a couple of deflections or something like that. Like he had a great game. Like the guy's got potential there. It's just a matter of him staying healthy and getting out there on the field and having the opportunity, which he ultimately has here with the Giants. And I think that's part of the reason why we got him. And we got him on a cheap. And a guy like that's on a one-year deal where it's, you know, make it a break it deal. It's not going to kill us with a cap. And this is a guy that can come in. If he contributes, then fuck it. We're going to sign him long-term next year. You know, something yeah. like that. I think that's kind of the case, too, with John Ross. You know, I wanted to kind of mention something earlier when we were talking about, like, you know, maybe taking a receiver with that 11th pick. You know, John Ross is on that kind of make or break it deal, too. Not saying that he is going to do anything or, or there's any reason to get super excited about him. But, you know, he he was a big name. He was taken in the first round with the Bengals. You know, he did, he did come in with a lot of hype around him, right? And, you know, Mike, look, there, there's still a lot of good – this is a deep receiver class for the for, for, for the draft this season. There's going to be some interesting names there in that second round, you know. I'm not I'm not 100% so, uh, sold, rather, that Rondell Moore is going to go in the first round. And that dude just ran his 40 today. Granted, it's unofficial. It was pro day, but it was like 429 or some shit. And he's a big dude, you know. You still got Nico Collins out of Michigan. You know, there's there's a couple guys, no, and there's no guarantee Kadarius Tony's going in the first round. Like these are names that could be around in that second round. Maybe even Terrence Marshall makes it there. I'm not sure, right? You know, these these are just some names that you got to kind of listen to. Where, look, I, I think it's exactly what we wanted to have happen happened in the sense that we got all these free agents signed. And now we can literally get the best player That's available fair. with that 11th fucking pick, regardless of where right. it is. Look, maybe it is Slater. I mean, I heard that guy can play everywhere on the offensive line. He can play center, guard, tackle. Listen, that's invaluable, okay? Especially yeah, the way we guard. like to rotate shit, and we need, we need, we need, you know, uh, like someone to replace Zeitler. Look, I don't give a fuck if he's a rookie. He could do that kind of shit. That's great. I don't think he's going to fall to 11, but he's the person there. You got Mika Parsons if he falls to us at 11. Granted, we might have moved away from, like, Sertain and Kaleeb and all those guys as far as corner's concerned, but right, that's definitely. okay. You know what I mean? Like, like that. that's where I think we're kind of sitting pretty at 11. I don't necessarily, I don't want to, I just don't want to hear the hype and, and, and the, the, you know, the bandwagon jumping on going, Oh, Jalen Wells there at 11, bro. We got to do it. This guy's dynamic. He's a playmaker. Oh my God. Like fuck like him, him and his broken ankle. I right? like, seriously, so just, I don't know, man. That's just my sort of vibe with that. I just wanted to kind of repeat that. Out. You know, we were talking about earlier. You just hate on him, man. Like, listen, this is going to be – I mean, I get your point with the wide receivers being in the second round too, and but this is going to be a lot of, like, you know, centers, you know, coming, like, in the second round, third round that's going to come out that could play day one and go right in there. And that gets to my point. Like, you know, Gates could move around. He's more of a guard than a center. He just played that, you know, position last year because they needed it, and he played it well. And, like, I always said, like, you know, I've been saying it for a few weeks now, maybe you slide Gates to left guard – with Andrew Thomas, you have that left side solidified for Daniel Jones, and then you get this center in the draft that could start from day one. You throw him there, and then, you know, you solve that guard problem that we have that everybody's, you know, kind of worried about. And then maybe Will Hernandez and, you know, Shane Lemieux, like they fight over that right guard spot. And then we have, you know, Matty P or Solder. What Solder ain't bad. I don't know why people think he's just garbage. I understand he has a play, but he, you know, he could put him right there. So I don't think they go that offensive, even if Slater's there at 11. I don't think they go there. I think they get that stud wide out, man. Devontae Smith, so. baby, 170 pounds wet. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they're going They're going with a skill position player. Uh, if, if, if 
Kyle Pitts falls and they think that he's going to be, you know, worth picking that high as a tight end, sure, then you could draft him. But there's no there's no place for. I mean, you just you just spent ridiculous money on Kenny Galladay. He's going to be on the field. You've got something with um, with Darius Slayton. That's that's right there. That right there. If you draft somebody for, in, in the first rounds, he's got to be a 80 percent of the snaps starter the entire season. Not you know working in third round, and you don't want to throw away your old draft picks. If you if if every if everybody not picked in the first and second rounds, you're gonna just throw away like Matt Pert. Like everybody wants to just throw him away. Like yeah, it's crazy. Why we flip out about Leonard Williams trade? You know what I mean? We gotta let the young guys play. I, I feel like I'd rather find like the most gangster right guard that you can find in the draft if it's possible and get him shore up that spot to take over for Zyler. You don't the in the relationship between the quarterback and the center is an important one. Daniel Jones and Nick Gates have that down now for 16 games or at least as close, you know, 14, whatever it ended up being. Yeah. Um that's that's super important. I like I like I like the continuity there. Um I, I I would really really like to see them do that. Go with that right guard, maybe with you know with the money that they're getting there, they're not going to be giving Kevin um, Kyle Rudolph. Maybe they go get the right guard there instead of free agency. Well, they look um, Trey Turner, right? Trey Turner is kind of rumored right. to come here. Right, right. That's yeah, what, that's what I, they're in negotiations with him, and a few other teams are involved. But yeah, that was a name yeah. that's being tossed around lately. If they, so if they sign if the, him, do you do right. you guys do you guys think they go wide out? No, I, I mean shit, yo, Shepard don't got that though. long. And Ross is only signed for one year. Shepard's got three more years left on his contract, man, or four or two more years left on his contract. I, I just don't think I think you can get if for for a guy who, for the amount of snaps he's going to play and the the, uh, the amount that you need him, you can get somebody who's of adequate talent somewhere later on in the draft, and you can address something and throw a knockout punch in the first rounds and somewhere like you know if, if the guard or you know tight like you know if you get Kyle Rudolph. Um, I don't know. You don't, you don't need a safety. You don't need a cornerback. Uh, you know, maybe if you, there's if they feel like there's somebody who's uh, a pass rusher that is worthy of that type of a pick, which I don't know if there is or there isn't a guy out there. I, I think that could Phillips, Jalen Phillips, whatever it is, who didn't play. Um, apparently, he's you know he's a freak. Right. Uh, you can address that position there, but I, I don't know. I, I would I, I would be disappointed on that day if if it, we end up getting. Um, Unless it's Jamar Chase, but other than that, well, I feel yeah, like right. I was gonna say. So let me ask you something, Mike. Like, so, so Devontae Smith and, and, and Chase are off the board, right? And, and the favorite, the fucking half favorite of Twitter, my boy Jalen Waddles. There, you're all right with taking him at that pick? Like, it was kind of what I was joking Not about me. last week, and what I was freaking out about on Saturday when we were saying, I was like, "Yo, what are we gonna do? We're gonna be in the park, and I'm just gonna have Slayton and Ross <laughs> and Waddles just line up and be like, all right, boys, run deep, bro. We're just gonna toss <laughs> this shit up in the air." No, man. Like, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't fit no more. Like the dynamics not there. And that's probably if we're even lucky to have the receiver fall there. That's who would probably follow us unless you're going to start reaching. Right. I mean, Rashad Bateman, a little bit too high to take him out 11. But that guy, that guy would be there, obviously. But I, and I like him a lot. I don't think he's making it out of the first round. There's no doubt in my mind that he will be drafted in the first round. But that dude is a that's a name, man. I would I would love that. That guy but you can't take him out 11. You know what I mean? Like, it's just too high. And, and it's crazy because you're right, Jalen, you know, John, Jalen Phillips is a name that's been crawling up the charts of late. You know, he must have had a good pro day. I didn't get a chance to really see and read up on it. But I know he's actually kind of leaped over uh, Rasu, Rasau, or whatever, however you pronounce his name. I think Gregory. Yeah, Rasau, who was his teammate from the year prior, but he just happened to take last year off. And he was a freak in his year. And they're saying he's raw and he's a lot like JPP. 
listen, I don't know, right? Like one of those two guys, but see, that, that was what the issue was with me about a month and a half ago when we were looking into this, where I said, look, all these like edge guys and these D linemen, they all seem like they're a little bit of a work in progress, which we are sort of in position to do because we did go out and sign all these guys to bring in. You know, we signed the guy from Minnesota, Afido, Adembingo, right? I'm just going to call him Adembingo. I think it's Adegbo, right? <laughs> but I like calling him Adembingo. That's going to be my name for him for this season. Right? Everybody's getting <laughs> nicknames. It's easy to pronunce. And at least you'll fucking laugh when I say the name, right? But uh, it you took know, me five years this... to pronounce OCU and so <laughs> <laughs> and, so and, could, and, and uh, I can't even say uh, Kiwanuka anymore, uh, Matthias Kiwanuka anymore. Like, oh, I got it, I forgot about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that took like five seasons before I could get that dude's name down here. We are 40 years late, I still can't say it, but no, it takes, it takes time. <laughs> fucking giants, just love, love to confuse us with these, fucking names. yeah, seriously, bro. I was like, yo, where did they come up with these fucking names, man? Like, yo, we ever had to do like a, like a full alphabet, we got every fucking letter in the alphabet on our team and our roster bro ain't no doubt about it we're good don't ask me to spell it <laughs> yeah please don't ask me to spell it because i ain't winning that shit <laughs> i have some little fucking eighth like fucking eight-year-old kid that can spell me i'll spell this shit out of me i'll be like damn dude yeah, they'll, they'll embarrass you on your nature walks <laughs> no doubt i'll be like yo kid you're like yo jules you can't even spell that i'm like no man like is it a p or a b i don't fucking know <laughs> yeah so let me let me just hit you with this at, at a pick at 11 what if trey lance is round 11. Okay. Now, is that the opportunity to draft him just in case to give Daniel Jones some, you know, some like competition, maybe a little bit Cause, you know, Daniel Jones, you know, he has been injured, like, you know, his first, you know, two seasons in the NFL. So that's why I consider him like a, a big question mark, just staying healthy. I think he got all the tools, obviously, I, you know, I think he's going to be great, but you just never know in the league. That's how it, you know, that's how it pans out in the league. Or uh, maybe we trade back. If Trey Lance is there. I know I hear John grumble. I love it. So, yeah. But, you know, what if like, what, you know, maybe that's the opportunity right there to trade back. Cause we don't need a quarterback per se. Maybe that's the one opportunity that he trades back. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, that, that would, that would be the you know most favorable, I guess. When I, I don't know. You know what? You know what's good, man. I, I, you know, I'll answer your point, but I don't give a fuck about the draft. Honestly, I feel like we're good the way it is. Skip the fucking draft. <laughs> I let them all go to the next one. I don't give a fuck about the draft. I'm telling you, we got a lot of fucking talent in the draft, man. We can use talent. Feels so good. Those key areas. We need the draft, John. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously kidding, bro. But it's just that's it's, gonna get to my point later on. But don't worry, starving, bro. <laughs> Listen, we're not starving. We're not sitting there like we were no, two, you know, last year, the year before. No. The year where we have talent everywhere, and it's not like we need a savior to come in anymore. We all we want to do is kind of just fine tune the car. That's all we're looking to do here. It's and young talent. That, it just feels good. What happened? Yo, what? It's young talent. And what about like what about the secondary? I mean, Jesus Christ, how do you pass against that wow. secondary? That's just, seriously, and I mean no, Patrick Sertain is not no longer going number eleven to us. Like I'll, I give that up after we signed a Dwayne no. Jackson. I mean, I mean, how do you throw against this fucking team when you could have like? I mean, don't forget about McKinney. McKinney's a stud. To him yeah. come in like with Logan Ryan and yo, we're gonna have Peppers play up in the box. Yo, my man Peppers could have no joke about like seven, eight sacks like next year just just by him alone. 
creating a pass rush coming off the edge. So I don't think we need edge guys so much if you could have Peppers play up in the box because that dude's all over the place. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. You know, if we're going to go with the 3-4 look, right, you, you could have Peppers play that weak side linebacker. No problem. Outside linebacker there. You know, yeah. it is kind of a strong safety position anyway, right? You know, especially if you know you're not going against, like, maybe a Derrick Henry where they're going to, you know, have this big pound running back running at you, right? But you're right. I didn't even think of that. You know, he they, they you know, because you have Ryan Logan kind of come in. Like, dude, Ryan Logan's not even starting for us yet. We signed him to that deal, and he wanted Ryan to play. Logan. You know, and he helped Ryan. Logan Ryan. Ryan. Logan Ryan. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm excited about it, right? <laughs> Logan Ryan, right? Like I said, I'm changing everybody's fucking names on this team, right? It's not Wolverine, Jules. Yeah, bro, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I was making about to me, bro. Like that's what, that's how I'm envisioning this defense. Fuck it. That's a new nickname, Wolverine. Yeah, that's it, Logan Ryan, bro. <laughs> Everybody's getting a new fucking nickname. That's it. That's how yeah. we. Were. So if we want to just call straight up Wolverine, we're calling Wolverine the rest of the fucking way. I'm go with that. <laughs> yeah. How how is Mahomes and fucking Tom Brady? Because we got to play both of them next year. If they got to go against that fucking secondary, I can't fucking wait to see how fucking. How shitty they do against us, man. I can't wait. Because that'll be I have a, a question for you fucking guys. measurement. Tell me when that. you consider not all right, take we'll, we'll start at the roster with you Bradbury and Jackson now as your cornerback one and two on the outside. You have Darnay Holmes, who everybody's excited about. Yep. He was excellent for the majority of the season last season. Yeah, there was plays that you know he, he was he wasn't an all pro, but he was a first year fourth round rookie at a UCLA. Like we we got to stop with the uh, this guy's got to be a five year polished vet once he comes in and into the NFL the first week that's just ridiculous let's let's kind of come back to earth a little bit and say that the guys have to develop but right. as a first year starter fourth round pick he played excellent for a slot, a slot corner then you have what, what was already one of the the best safety rooms if not the best safety room in the entire NFL Peppers Logan Ryan Xavier McKinney Julian Love you you have the best I I would say the best group of talent across all four and five positions in the secondary. And then also I would argue that we have one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. What yeah. other team has the combination of elite talent at the positions, as well as an elite coaching staff to, to make use of that talent. I mean, stars aligned. They want to play for him too, man. That's obvious. That's true. But I mean, but, I mean Graham, just, like, he, he didn't fucking want to leave. He didn't want to leave us. He wanted to stay. He didn't want no head coaching jobs. He wanted to stay. He knows what to do with these guys, John. He knows what to fucking put them in. It's gonna be it's gonna be chaos in the secondary. <laughs> fucking absolute Bro. chaos. We're gonna be like uh, we got to come up with a nickname for those fucking guys in the secondary. I don't know what we're gonna call them. I know fucking Seattle had that, you know, Legion of fucking Boom. That fucking nonsense. That was bullshit. We got to think of something good for the Giants. Oh, yeah, we, you know, it's yeah, time, we got to think of good Like nickname. I said, if, we, if I'm handing out nicknames left and right, like I'm playing, like like we were handing out fucking free agent signings for the Giants, I'll come up with some good shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just gotta come off the cuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't think about it. It's gotta be in one of my fucking rants and just fucking spit it out. And I'll be like, that's it, we got it. Go yeah, get drunk. Go get drunk and go for a nature walk, Jules. And I'm I'm sure go for that nature walk. I, listen, I go, I go up to the corner store. All right, I go a couple there, I get like a couple of beers. I get like a couple of 22s or some shit like that. And a couple, couple of fireballs, a couple of something coffee. In the back pocket nice and in the fucking like jacket pocket. Before you know about it, under that nature walk, bro, I'll be feeling something. Oh, <laughs> I think, I think this, is, this is a job for shrooms, honestly. <laughs> trying to figure out the nickname. <laughs> well, listen, maybe, <laughs> listen, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll stop off. I'll get one of those little edibles and shit. I get like a nice like like 50 milligram or something. So it'll really fucking put me in, uh, in the nature mode. 
You know, oh, you want to hear something dope? Fireball in the pocket, couple of beers in my hand. Woo! Get it, dude. I was just looking on Twitter. <laughs> something happened today that um, I've been waiting my entire life from adolescence to now. Um, not me personally, but my girl got a her. She got her car in the mail for um, the medical marijuana license nice. because she has like certain symptoms and stuff. So officially today, she can go to the dispensary and go get weed. So in my house right now, <laughs> weed is legal. I can no longer ever get in trouble for weed. This is a glorious, glorious, glorious day. We're going to Jersey, man. We're going to fucking Jersey. Yeah. Party. Yeah. Well, well you know, speaking of Jersey, right? You know, and, and this is something that actually came up over the weekend. I was actually trying to put a bet in for the March Madness, right? And and because I'm in fucking New York, every one of those gambling sites, including DraftKings, which obviously is one of our sponsors, and we'll give them we'll give them their proper shout out in a moment. But literally, everyone was like, "Oh, your area is no good." Like they can pin your shit now, bro. Like I was like, "Don't follow me." I'm like, "Don't." I'm hitting the settings. I'm changing shit. I'm taking my slope over Wi-Fi. They still pin me. They wouldn't let me get my fucking bet in. So, John, you're gonna like, dude, we're gonna have to come to your house. Because we got to put in some bets. You got the medical marijuana card. I, I'm sure there's some woods out by you. I'll take a nice little nature walk in New Jersey and shit. Let, let things sink in, all right? <laughs> and, and like, yo, the reason why I'm bringing this up is, you know, like, yo, DraftKings still has the Giants at four and a half to win the division. I mean, like, bro, I can't. Mike, Mike, real quick, shout out DraftKings first, real quick, if you don't mind, man. I mean, all right, before we get into, like, the uh, the whole fucking division of the NFC, let's talk about March Madness. Let me read this ad real quick. It's March, and college basketball is heating up. Thanks to our partnership with DraftKings, you could take your best shot at picking a matchup with 100-to-1 odds. Yeah, I said it, 101 to odds. That's fucking crazy. Now, through the tip-off of the college basketball national title game, which is on April 5th, DraftKings will be offering 100 to 1 odds on any matchup from the Sweet 16 through the tip off to the national championship. Just go to fucking DraftKings.com slash Brawl March. Head over to this fucking sportsbook promos, you know, bet some things on the games and then bet the Giants to win the division, right, Jules? Just bet the fucking division, man. And listen, real quick, since we do it, we're, we're talking about our sponsors. We might as well get into one of our favorite that we love talking about, that we talk about often because we have all the, we have a good majority of their products and we believe in it. Our boys over at Manscaped. This tournament season, take care of your hair and holes with the best tools for the job. We're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch, and avoid the upset with the Manscaped. Performance package to keep your hair and holes tamed. Start, ta start taking care of, of your man parts today with 20% off, of course, plus free shipping. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code BRAWL for our exclusive offer, all right? And then that kind of leads me into what I said with the DraftKings, right? I was literally, because, look, man, I'm a Syracuse fan when it comes to basketball, I'm not going to lie. And I just had this gut feeling that they were going to fucking win. And sure enough, as hell, they did. Then they fucking went ahead and they beat West Virginia. Man, I was feeling it. I usually, like, if I fill out those March Madness brackets, I start getting too fucking crazy with Syracuse. And I have them fucking winning a national title and they'll fucking lose in the first round of, like, Vermont or some <laughs> dumb shit, right? So I didn't do any of that shit. But, like, on Friday night, I just had this, like, vision. I saw this parlay. I was like, Rutgers and fucking Syracuse. I love that shit, right? It would have paid like three and a half yeah. to one or some shit. Fucking couldn't get it in. I was yeah, like, boy. motherfucker. So then the after that, I started looking at the futures bets and not much changed. And I'm sorry, today actually. So I saw that nothing had changed on Friday and I was like, all right, 
it, it, you know, whatever. We didn't sign Galladay yet. We didn't sign Jackson. We didn't do a lot of things. I'm like, all right, I can see the fucking line still being the same. So today, I'm sorry, we're getting ready. We're going to do the fucking podcast. Let me fucking go on DraftKings. I go on DraftKings and nothing changed. I'm like, wait a minute, what? So the Cowboys are still the favorites to win the division. They got they got one leg fucking back and they're the favorites to win. They're plus 105. Washington actually went down and they're three to one and they're second. And now I guess because they realized that fucking the Eagles are just trash, we're now tied with them. And you can bet the fucking the Eagles are also tied to fucking be the fair to win the division in third with fucking four and a half to one. Look, John, we're coming over your house. We're gonna bring some beer. We get yo, yo, we have some edibles, right? We'll fucking make some bets. We're in New Jersey and shit because, bro, this is ridiculous. Four and a half to one. I mean, come on, bro. Really? After all the signings we did, fucking Cowboys. Like, I, dude, I don't know. I, I'm beside myself with this shit. The only thing that I could think of is that they genuinely don't believe in the team, I guess, or Daniel Daniel Jones or whatever the story is. Um, that, or they're just looking to drive money uh, to. So teams betting, it's just a move. They're willing to eat whoever and actually put the money towards it. And it's just to, to, to get people to buy right now, you know, put the bets in right now for that shit. So it's a way for them to, to hold money because the games don't start for another six months. We should buy right fucking now. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, man, I was thinking about it today, driving home from work. I was like, bro, like four and a half to one, man. Like fuck putting a hundred dollars down. Like, honestly, this team looks so good on paper right now with the it feeling does. in the locker like you could get in the locker room, the coaching staff. Like you just feel like there's no reason why they shouldn't win the division other than if they get ravaged by injuries. But fuck a hundred dollar bet, bro. I want to like put a few grand towards that shit, bro. Clean up, maybe try to take home like a ten thousand dollar, twelve thousand dollar fucking win. If the I'll be I, I don't bet at all, but I mean imagine rooting for the Giants fucking just naturally as a fucking sick Giants fan like we are. Plus, you know, Vienna would have, you know, if they win the division, you know, get a check to 12, 15 grand, bro. That would be, well, that would be banana Sam. I don't have to imagine it, John. I've done it for many, many decades. Like if that much it, money. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not a gambler. So that's like, uh, not, not something I'm, I'm like ever into. Oh, dude, I remember when I was unemployed for like a year and a half and I was still gambling on the fucking Giants. Like, I thought I was going to have to sell blood and shit for a fucking time. It was, it was actually the best so time to blood gamble. That you were going to have to sell? It was, <laughs> yeah. I was jizzing well, in cups, you man. I was fucking, I probably have like fucking about 1,500 babies from all the fucking, should have had to donate to fucking try to get this fucking cash, man. But it was a great time. Oh, it was a great God. time in my life. Let me tell you. That's the name of the episode right there. <laughs> hey, listen, you got to do what you got to do when you got gambling problems, you know? You got to listen, you know? You might, you might not have 99 That's, problems, yeah. but gambling could be one. Sure. <laughs> But I did win. I did win a lot that that year and a half, man. I was fucking unemployed, man. It was a great time to to be able to gamble when you don't have the money and you you're risking everything, man. What a rush! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you really get that rush, and you're like, yeah, everything's fucking on the line, man. That's the best time to gamble. So yeah, people, if you have no money, go to DraftKings and fucking you know, try to win some <laughs> fucking money, okay? <laughs> I wonder why. I, I just never got into gambling like that. I think because I'm a commission only salesperson. So, like, every Monday I wake up with a $0 paycheck and, like, my income is gambling itself. So, gambling past that just doesn't sit well with me. I don't know. 
I'm almost like embarrassed that I even said that because you're like, oh yeah, I do it all the time. It's like, oh yeah, I feel like a little bit of a fucking herb now, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, it's so foreign to me to even to, to bet. So, um, but I was really thinking about like really putting down some serious fucking, you know, a, a good amount of money. If to, I'm listening, you gotta get your fucking house mortgage. I am not fucking sold, bro. Like, there's no fucking way you're gonna sit here and tell me that these other teams in the NFC are that much better than us. No there's way. no there's fucking no shot, dude. Yo, we were the laughing stock of the fucking of the football of the NFL last season, and the fact that like, oh, 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 team with six wins, seven wins, gonna go to the playoffs. Oh, oh, you guys suck. That division's terrible. And now all of a sudden, the Giants go outside, fucking 150 fucking free agents, bring them all in. We still got the 11th pick. Everything's going in the right direction. And they're like, eh. Cowboys side Dak, they should be the best team in that division. Like, why? We beat them last year. We should have fucking beat them twice. Like, seriously? Like, they were one and four yeah, with him, bro. with that shit. They were one and four with him, weren't they? Or something? I think no, they were like one, one, four, one, one and four. One and four. Yeah, yeah, one and four. If it hadn't been for the fucking idiot Falcons, not knowing what to do on a fucking coin flip, but then fucking running up and kicking right. the ball to them on an outside kick, being like, nah, you know, we don't want this right. shit. Hey, you take it. They would have been over five. <laughs> like, seriously. You take Can it. we just take a second to go through it? Like, realistically speaking, for those people who actually want to. You look all right. Go to, you're talking about the Cowboys. Their offense should be good. But let's let's keep in mind that. I think he's six and eleven in his last games that he's his last seventeen games that he started. Dak Prescott, the offensive line isn't what it was in 2016 and 2017. That's not the case anymore. You have players that have retired, players that are just aged out. They're they're not going to have that offensive line. And last year, bro, I, I know they got a new coach, but last year they were not a bad defense, a historically bad defense. So even if their offense is good, their defense is going to be lagging, and the Cowboys will be with the Cowboys are always. A seven, a six, seven, eight, nine win team. That's just what they are forever. <laughs> they almost never win two games. They almost never win 14 games. It's just not not how it works. They did a couple times, sure, here and there a couple years ago, but you know, they're always in the middle of the road. The Redskins have to literally rely on a guy whose name is Magic. <laughs> Hopefully, at 39 years old, be able to carry carry the team for Wait, the first you mean, time. You, in mean, you, mean, you mean Washington? Because I, I think you slipped with the Redskins there. But just to be fair, you know, oh, we we were quarterback yeah. away from it. If we had a quarterback, we would have beat Tom Brady, and that would have been us beating Pat Mahomes. Like, all right, if you had a quarterback, now Washington, because you ain't even close to being that good. I give it to Washington. Their defensive line is probably one of the best in the league, right? You know, listen, you got to give credit where credit's due, right? And some of our enemies got some good things that I wish we had on our team. And I give it to them. Their D-line is probably one of the fucking best in the league. There ain't no doubt about it. But that's about fucking it. is one of the best right? in the league. And Bill no, Belichick is trying to say. Like, that's about it. Their front seven might be better than ours, but our secondary is way better than their secondary. Our back seven is better. You, say. you know so, what I mean? Wait, wait, hold on a second. Bill Belichick, for the last two decades of every one of the listening's life, has showed you why the back end is more important than the front end of the defense. So go ahead. You want to have the fucking best pass rushers in the league? Go fucking ha- go ahead. We have the best secondary in the league, and I'll take that 10 times I mean, But listen, to be fair, we won two World Super Bowls with, with, with some of the best pass rushes that we had. Just Different league, fair. right? So like, like, Different you know, league, right? It might have been. All I hear, Saquon Barkley doesn't matter because it's, not a, it's a passing league now. So uh, I think a secondary is a little more important because if guys are getting the ball out in two seconds – I don't care if you have fucking, you know, Aries and Neptune 
on the fucking line. You're not you're not getting to quarterback <laughs> in the second and a half. I mean, you know, that's, that's actually a very valid point. You're right. A lot more of these offensive True. coordinators are like quick release, quick pass, dump this, you know, slants over the middle type of shit. You're right. Like the, yeah, the days dropping back and counting five, fucking... six, seven Mississippi. That shit don't last like that no more. So you're right. Like in that sense, what the fuck is a pass rush if a guy's throwing a ball out in two to three seconds? Doesn't mean shit. You need that secondary. You need those linebackers. I agree 100% with you there. Yeah. They work. You can't not have a pass rush, but you don't. You, you don't need to have the absolute best in the league unless you don't have a good. Uh, you have a mediocre secondary. You need good pass rushers. If you have a, a mediocre pass rush, you need to have a good good secondary. And I don't think that we have a mediocre pass rush. I think our pass rush is pretty decent. We were, we were one of average. We were average. And <laughs> now with a better secondary, you're gonna have right. that many more plays, and you have more players. Bro, we're running out the fucking Carter Coughlin. We're running sixth and seventh round picks out there. Uh, pick it, sixth and seventh round picks out there for like half the season. You know what I mean? You, you stepped up the talent, and now on the, uh, as pass rushers, and you have the, the, the defense in the behind it. The Giants defense is every bit as good as the fucking Redskins defense. Fuck yeah, Redskins defense. Um, <laughs> In, 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 in every way, I, I don't fuck know. Their, fuck their defense, man. Fuck their, fuck and their, their offense. Their Andrew, offense Thomas, Andrew Thomas made fucking Chase Young his bitch. Like right. what the fuck? Multiple times. Yeah, multiple, yeah, multiple times. times in college. Like, what, what are we worried about this we, year? We really worried about fucking Washington's pass rush. Uh, what's that's the, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, like, dude, nothing impressive. Look, like, if people look at McLaren and, and and Curtis Samuel, it's like, dude, really? Like, I mean, McLaren's good, but I'd much rather have Galladay. I don't give a fuck. I'll say that. Yeah, you, know, you look at what Curtis Samuel. It's like, yeah, he's okay. I mean, John Ross and Slayton might be probably better than he is, or just as good as he is. I'm not yeah. impressed with Curtis Samuel. Fuck him. And then Antonio Gibson versus Saquon. Please stop. Come on. Even fucking talk. Come on. Yeah, he could take those 80 catches and shove them shits up his ass. All right. Like, I ain't even fucking concerned about that one. Oh, and yeah. then Fitz Magic. Now, here, here comes the issue. All right. Here, here, I want to put the real out there because I know you dudes are going to come at me with this shit. So I'm going to be the first to say, all right. Here's the concern. We need that offensive line to not only gel together, but take that next step. They have to. They can't go backwards. We can't have shit that happened with Hernandez where he was, he looked like he was promising, took a bigger step in year two, and then year three was lost in the sauce, right? Can't have that shit happen. And then it's all going to come down because it's all here, man. Everything's fucking there. It's like, like you walk in, you have the dream job. Everything's set up for you. You got the great office. You got the fancy desk. You got to come in. All you got to do is run the ship, and that's fucking Daniel Jones, all right? He can't fucking fumble the football. He got to take it to that next level. He's got everything he fucking wanted. This is probably the best team the fucking dude's ever played with in his career. And maybe if you went back to high school, I have to take a look at his fucking high school team. Shit's definitely better than Duke, and it's definitely better than his pro career with the Giants. This is it, man. This is it. If Daniel Jones can't fucking come through with this fucking team, bro, that's like literally the only question mark that we have right now. Because if it wasn't and we saw some big, big signs and, and real signs, I'm talking like, you know, he threw for 30 touchdowns last season or something like that. Yeah, I'd be sitting here saying, yo, the Giants are probably the favorite to win the NFC, right? That's why I pulled this shit back a little bit because it's because of our boy Jones. He got to step the fuck up. This is it. This is his year to shine. I'm not saying he won't, but man, talk about the spotlight being on somebody. Well, the teammates that, that he plays for, they think he, he is the guy because they, they respect him and they, they really like him. And I tell you, giving the, the offensive line another year to gel, it's very important, man, to get that you know cohesiveness right there. And if Jones has time, man, and he don't turn the ball over, and granted, like last year, in the beginning of the year, he turned the ball over a lot, but towards the end of the year, 
like after Garrett and Judge had like a heart-to-heart with him about the turnovers, he didn't turn the ball over once the rest of the year. So that's kind of like big right there. Game. From, you know, that's, 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 that's huge, you know? So if you give Jones like that pocket presence, that time, and don't forget, he can run. He can fucking – he's faster than Lamar Jackson. So you add that dynamic to his game, and these guys like Galladay, Shepard, Ross, Slayton, Ingram, these guys, Barkley, I mean, getting open. I mean, don't forget, like last year, like, you know, Barkley didn't play, so teams were just teeing up on fucking Jones, man, and in that offensive line. They knew, they were, he, you know, he had a pass. They weren't worried about the fucking running game with – Gallman getting a couple yards here and there. You know what I mean? He wasn't freaking away, everybody. That's the difference between drafting Saquon with the second overall pick and instead of just getting guys to be running backs. When you just get guys to get be running backs, defenses don't have to worry about them. They they, they could blitz, and that's exactly what they did last season to Daniel Jones in the offensive line. They had a new offensive line. They didn't have a training camp. They were playing all young players, and they got blitzed more than any other team in the entire league. And the communication wasn't there in the beginning. They took advantage of it. This season, you, they're not going to be able to do that. You have Saquon Barkley. You, you have Saquon Barkley that's going to demand attention, and then you also have Kenny Galladay that's going to demand attention. And then you also have Evan Ingram going to demand attention. Right. And then that's going to leave Shepard and fucking Slayton with one-on-one coverage, and then you have the threat of Daniel Jones running the ball. Defenses are not going to be able to play us. They played us last year. And when Saquon's on the field, when Saquon's on the field, bro – Daniel Jones is, I think he has, I think, eight interceptions or 10 interceptions with 23 touchdowns or something like that in the 10 games that Saquon's played with him on the field. And there's been more than one game that Saquon had single-digit rushing yards, and he still was able to perform. So all he needs is the threat of Saquon Barkley and adequate play from the teams around, from the players around him, and is a three-touchdown-a-game guy. This and I'm going to say it right now. It's yeah. 9.02 on Tuesday night, March 23rd. <laughs> Daniel Jones is going to throw 40 touchdowns this year. Oh, damn. <laughs> you heard it here first. 40, baby. Oh, the over-under is 40. 40-0. That ain't the 40 outs you get at the store where I get my fireball nips. He's talking about 40 touchdowns. And all through the air, I mean, can my man throw like 36 and then like maybe run in for four or five or something like that? Oh, that counts. He's going to score 40. He's going to score 40. Listen, that makes a little bit more realistic. He might get six rushing touchdowns, and then if he throws 34 or something like that, you're right around there. Look, fuck that. If we get 38, I'm happy. All right. So Dude, he's capable with that offense, man. That's yo, he's very capable. We can, yeah, you know, we could jump from like 17 points a game to about no joke, like 30. Yeah, I think yeah. we could get over, we could get right around like 29, 30 points a game. If I, if they're, I, they're the in the middle, is, between the 17 and the 30. All right, uh, 25 <laughs> That's a weird number, but, like, I'd be happy with that. That's a hell of an improvement. I think 27 is a, a very realistic number for them. I, I, they, I don't think they're going to be going out there trying to score 40 points a game. They're more of a kill the clock and cut you that way type of a team where they're only limiting. You're getting, you know, eight or nine drives, not, you know, 12, 13 drives. Um so I, I think you're gonna have that situation, but I, you know, you're, uh, bro, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's one gonna, thing that just, was definitely I'm addressed, about it's gonna be fucking fun, man. One thing that was definitely addressed was I think when we when we played Arizona, Baltimore, or maybe even after the back to back weeks against those teams, they basically said that not only could our receivers not create any kind of separation, but they couldn't get off the line. 
You know, these, these quarters were just basically bodying them up. And that was the end of it, right? Like, so that, that shit's definitely going to pass because, you know, with, with the addition of Galladay. And look, yes, I made fun of Kyle old man Rudolph and his broken down leg and now his broken down foot. I don't know if he's going to be around, but I know that that guy would have been a great addition as far as blocking is concerned and being able to maybe be a good, decent red zone threat, right? Maybe kind of show these things because, you know, bringing a veteran guy like that and maybe he could show an Evan Ingram one or two different things that like is a a technique move or something he's not paying attention to that could literally elevate someone's game. And, you know, one of the biggest knocks that you'll hear about Barkman, this is something we got to look a little bit more into. But when I started looking about looking into things a little bit more and more intensely, and I said, oh shit, you know, I I make fun of Booker T and I call him the fucking wrestler from back in the day, Devontae Booker, but that's, that's still going to be my nickname for the season for him. Right. But like, yo, if I'm not mistaken, I think Booker T is actually a really good pass blocking pass blocking back and if that is the case that's been one of saquon's flaws throughout college and even in his early pro career where like yo this guy comes in now he's in that running back room he's going to be able to show him different things he's going to pick up things he's going to see different schemes that maybe barkley was missing or something like that where that you know it kind of goes back to what we were mentioning earlier where all these guys are kind of working together they want to work together they're, they're going out with one another they're bringing people in like that's the type of shit you see. So maybe some of these like veteran guys that we laughed at and we said we're a joke of signing, they're more insult. They could be sort of a coach on the field as well as the coaches off the field, right? Like, I don't know. I, you, know you see things like that and, that, and then that kind of starts to make sense as to why we brought in these guys. Very true. I think that the, the thing about Saquon being not being a good pass blocker is super overblown. I think what you want is your offensive line to do the pass blocking for you for the most part. Um, so I'm not as concerned about that. And he could be taught how to step up and be just a serviceable blocker. And how many times is this guy really sitting there looking to block? You're, you're throwing the ball to him. Now you're not asking him to block. You know what I mean? He's going to chip on his way out. Sure. But ideally you're going to be able to grow your offensive line. I mean, we're all in love with this coaching staff. Part of being a coaching staff is not just scheming talent, but it's also developing your players. So I think they proved in the 16 games that they took guys like Nick Gates, who never played the position. You have guys like Matt Pert, who played well. You have Andrew Thomas, who obviously progressed. You have guys who they showed progress from week one to week 16 to week 17. Undeniable progress. We know that they've done it already where they've made their, their players get better, and there's no reason not to expect them to get better next year. No, there's no reason. No, of course not. But like I said, there's always that, you know, especially that you mentioned Thomas and, you know, you mentioned Pert, you know, they call it that sophomore jinx, right? So that is a thing, right? And and you could even kind of go as far as saying Nick Gates could be in danger of a sophomore jinx. And I'm not, of course, saying that that's what I think is going to happen, but that is there. That is a possibility. Those, you know, it's those things. and, And like I mentioned earlier, Daniel Jones not stepping up to the plate now that he's got that team in front of him. That could literally be the difference maker as to why the Giants are still a four and a half fucking, you know, favorite to win the division, which is a joke. But anyhow, but, you know, that's just the reality there. Right. And then and then look and then, of course, and look, I know that this goes for every team. But when you have teams where their certain key guys are hurt year in and year out or they've had multiple injuries through through multiple seasons, it is a question mark. Right. And that's the other thing that could literally hold us back too, right, because if a couple of key guys go down. Yes, it could be the next man up, but listen, dude, I don't know if Saquon got hurt and he's fucking not a guy that could stay healthy. I'm not happy about having fucking Booker T as my starting running back in the backfield. I don't give a shit how good this offense looks. I don't give a shit how well the fucking offensive line developed, you know? So those are just certain things that have to be in mind. And let's face it, 
Daniel Jones hasn't played 16 games yet. You know, we're going to have fucking, you know, great looking alien Mike Glennon fucking come in and be the quarterback. Like, I ain't sold on that <laughs> motherfucker either. You know what I mean? Dude it's looks like a fucking great with his big fucking head and long neck and shit. Like a fucking giraffe almost. I don't know what to call that guy. <laughs> fucking long <laughs> bottleneck and shit. I just okay. feel like, bro. <laughs> yeah, I hope we don't see Mike Glennon play all year. I mean, but <laughs> Maybe in blowouts. Yeah, he, oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I hope he plays every single game. He's an upgrade over McCoy, though. I guess I'm calling the great every single game. You don't like the grays with the big eyes and the long fucking mechanism? That's Mike Lennon. He's a gray alien. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why I wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's why Ryan's crazy. That's that's why I wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick because I know he can win a couple games when he has to come in. But now Washington got him. Like he's not going to win more than a few games. Like he's just not <laughs> that good of a starter. Like what are they doing over there? Like, you know what? I think they brought him in because they're like, look, I think you could beat the Giants once. Just beat them fucking once, bro. Because there's no way we want Daniel Jones holding a six and zero record over right. us after three seasons. <laughs> another another year older. Another year older. Right? He's going to come in and be a starter. Like what? What the fuck are they doing? Thank God we're not. Retire. Then he was like, "Oh shit, Washington's going to give me a contract." Ah, fuck it, I go play another season. Fuck it, why not? I'm going to get drunk and drink some beers and let my beard grow out a little longer. <laughs> Can you imagine being all these fucking other teams? Thank Christ, man. Thank God. Man. We're going to get Dude. fucking Dallas, Philly, and Washington. They're all fucking garbage. Well, man. that's Thank the God. other thing. Look, I get it. I understand they caught that injury in enough time with Dak Prescott. They took him, they operated on him immediately. And in those circumstances for the type of injury that he had being an athlete, like he is, he should recover fine. But then there are certain, there's certain little things that are kind of like hidden from the press and things, you know, there's rumors that Dak had a little bit of like sort of confidence issues, mental problems throughout his years, you know, with A&M and all that kind of shit and coming into the he's a bitch. You know, no, 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 I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying and, yeah. like, you know, you have to have that mindset to come back from that kind of an injury. It's not like, yo, the dude's ankle was not attached to his fucking body anymore. It's not, you know, it's not like this dude just broke something. or Like, the shit was dangling. Like, he tried to pick his yeah, fucking sure off and, and, like, put that shit back together. Like, he was a fucking, you know, like, one of those, like, skeletons that you see hanging in a classroom or some shit. Like, that's serious yeah, shit. Bro. The dude's not even running yet. Here we are in late March. He hasn't even run yet. And you're going to tell me this guy's going to be ready to go in six months? Even less time than that? I mean, he might be, but there's no fucking guarantee. Like, that, that's what I'm trying to say. And then, don't even get me started with the Eagles, bro. The Eagles are a fucking laughing stock and they deserve it fuck them <laughs> Every time bro, the, case of Jaylen, the curse of jalen hurts i said yeah. the day after the fucking the thing the curse of jalen hurts you're gonna watch brother they're gonna win three and four games the next few years yeah they, they, they still got they still got they they're gonna be modeling hurts my dick hurts it hurts bro that tells you everything you need to know if they sign joe flacco that tells you everything they need to know because when you I mean, make, did they not see when him you play for the jets when <laughs> you had your bet like that that means you don't have faith in the quarterback that you have. Were they, so, yo, were they no. like seriously looking, going like, yo, Joe Flacco looks pretty fucking good in green. Fuck no. it, let's sign him. <laughs> yo, anytime fucking Flacco was starting, I better get some of them. Like, this is easy money. Right? He's not going to do anything for the Jets. Yo, for real. Like, yo, I mean, I understand that that's really bad, but like, dude, it's not like he went in there, he threw for like 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns in one game with the Jets. He ain't do shit. <laughs> he made Sam Darnold look bad, though. It's funny. All these quarterbacks that all the fans wanted, each one of them just getting fucking shipped out of the league. Sam Darnold's fucking gone pretty much. You know, he's going to be a backup somewhere. Maybe he'll be a starter. Maybe if someone's really desperate. But well, we'll I feel like at this point, look, who's left right? for him? That's all a good point, trade. though. 
what you know, what are the Jets going to do with that second pick? I mean, listen, you know, not for nothing because I wanted to bring up something really quickly with that anyway. Because like the Jets have made some good moves. They have they for for an off season. Normally the Jets are fucking retarded. They got the head up their ass. They actually fucking put it to the pavement and they did some shit. And maybe that inspired Gettleman to get some shit done too for the Giants, right? Because he saw what the Crosstown fucking teams were doing and said, "Fuck this, I can't be the only guy not to." And they did some no. shit. But the thing that kills me is, and I know you guys probably seen it because it was on social media, and I know some friends were, were yapping about it too especially some jet fans that i know they were basically saying that if you look at Corey davis's numbers and you look at kenny galladay's numbers they're the same and i was like oh god here we go we we gotta deal with this bullshit now right <laughs> I was like, except for the fact that kenny galladay's got like 10 more touchdowns career lifetime or 12 more t- double the amount of touchdowns that Corey davis has but you know that doesn't mean shit <laughs> did he have the same stats that, bro did he have the same stats as megatron I, I well, there's like some weird shit with that. Kind of. So last year really hurt Galladay. If he, you know, he he got paid like as if he had 2019 repeat in 2020. So that that's the sort of issue that kind of people have been throwing around. But yeah. yes, if he would have had the same kind of year he had in 2019, nobody could say a fucking word as to where he got hurt. And yo, one thing I brought up was like, look, man, if you're coming back from a hip injury, right, and you're a little banged up and nicked up, and you see a team that just sucks, right? Because that's what happened with Detroit. They just flat out fucking suck, man. That's why Patricia lost his job and all that bullshit, right? They're not a good team. Like, yo, bro, you're not going to go back knowing you're in a contract year. You're going to go back and force yourself back for a team that can't even win fucking five games and like try to fucking like play for them for what like that's just stupid and i think that's what part of the problem was when it came to signing him they wanted to be like look is that just kind of your character issue are you a quitter or is it you're just like look i ain't a quitter but i'm still in my 20s and i didn't get fucking paid and i'm not stupid <laughs> you know there's no reason for me to go out there and risk my life with some fucking bullshit ass team when i know i get paid come play for you guys and you guys look like you might be a fucking contender so let's go giants I don't know. You know what I mean? I think it might have been a little bit like- of that, but man, I'm telling you right now, you're going to hear, like, let, let this happen. Let's just say the Giants, you know, I don't say we start off slow. I'm not predicting wins or losses, but let's just say like three games into the season, Corey Davis somehow had a fluke game and his numbers are better than Galladay. I'm telling you right now, guys, I'm telling you guys listening, you are going to hear some fucking Jeff fans chirping out of nowhere. Corey Davis, oh, we didn't really pay him $12 million. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at the Jets. We finally did something. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just telling you right now, just kind of give you the heads up on that shit because you will hear some little fucking chirping like that. Bro, I, I just, when people bring up stats like that, honestly, it just, it, it bothers me because it's such a kindergarten analysis. It has nothing to do with, with stats. It has to do with the fit in the particular team that it's going to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to bring up stats in certain cases, but just to say, oh, he's got more fucking receiving yards or less receiving yards means he's a better player, a better acquisition, I should say. Cool. You don't you don't know until they get into the offense. You don't you, what how they fit with that team. What the Giants did is they built like a basically you have like a basketball team in a sense where you have guys that are different. You know what I mean? You have your center, you have your point, your guard, all, all you shooting guard, all those different types of players. You have your your small receiver. You have your your outside threat. You have your deep threat in fucking Ross. You have your main number one big body receiver. Then you have your your your, your Ingram. Your safe. You have like a, a whole array of different players. That's what's stuff like that is important. It's not just about what what you what you see on Pro Football Reference or on ESPN.com. Like that's not that's not the analysis that these guys are doing. That's the whole deal with the fucking media. Like we, I, you know, I'm getting text messages from you know friends of mine saying like the Giants may have been bidding against themselves for Kenny Galladay. Like, listen, they gave him an option: either you want a one-year deal for whatever, 
to prove yourself, or we'll give you a long-term deal because we want to keep you here. He chose a long-term deal. My man is fucking like 6'4", is like over 200 pounds. He catches every fucking ball that's thrown to his way. Everybody's seen him. He's been on fucking fantasy teams of ours. The guy's a stud. Like, he's our number one fucking pick. You go out and you get that fucking guy. He's a fucking, he's, he's legit. I'm glad they fucking paid the guy. It's fucking worth every fucking penny. I don't give a shit they were bidding against me. You know what I mean? You fucking <laughs> sign that fucking guy, man. He makes Daniel Jones better, like, overnight. Just like he did with Eli Manning, man. It's, it's you know, every, history likes to repeat itself. Like, you know, Kenny Galladay was the same age as Plaxico when he signed with the Giants. You know, Eli Manning's the same age as fucking Daniel Jones. You know, so, like, let's go. Let's go. Let's fucking win a Super Bowl with these fucking guys. You know, Kenny Galladay came out. He said he wants to grow with Daniel Jones. I mean, if, if offensive players want to come here and play with Daniel Jones, it must be something going on that, you know, fans don't see. Like, they must get, like, the word from players, like, yo, he's going to be nasty. He's going to be that good. Daniel Jones is going into his third year, his proven year. Like, let's go. I'm all in on Daniel Jones, man. Let's go. Oh, you don't know me, bro. I fucking – I think Daniel Jones is going to be a monster. The kid's – the kid, bro, how many times have you seen a, one of those fucking interception highlights of the ball hitting receivers in the teeth and it get, it get bouncing off of Ingram's face mask? He had Dante Pettis in the fucking face mask. Like, <clears throat> the kid's a fucking good quarterback, bro. He is a good fucking quarterback with like all these I weapons. Said, man, it, this so is going to be that fucking year for him to prove it. Like, that's it. The Giants went out and they he said, look, we drafted you six overall for a reason. Now shut up the fucking haters. That's it. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, like that. that's probably a better way for me to say it so that I don't sound like I'm coming off and I'm fucking having any casting any doubt on, on my man Jones, all right? But, like, yo, now it's time for him to answer the fucking call, man. He's got to fucking quiet the haters. That's it. He got to come out. He's got to do what he's got to do. Look, he doesn't need to throw – he doesn't need to score 40 touchdowns, all right? That that doesn't that doesn't necessarily have to happen. Would I love that to happen? Fuck yeah. But, like, realistically, if he threw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, we'd be all fucking jumping for joy, going fucking crazy, all right? Like, those are pretty fucking impressive, sick numbers, you know? Got the turnover rate. Let's say he throws, like, 10, 11 interceptions or even less than that. Runs for maybe another three, four, five touchdowns, bro. That's a that's a fucking that's a stellar stud fucking season right there. There ain't no doubt about it. And is it capable? Possibly. I mean, he showed in the first year, you know, with throwing over twenty touchdowns that he could do that. We know that that's a possibility, and that was definitely with less weapons. So there's definitely nothing stopping it there, having knowing that we. And he's better now. He's a better quarterback, bro. He progressed last season. I know the kindergartners say, "Oh, eleven touchdowns." Daniel Jones became a better quarterback. In 2020 than he was in 2019. If you just look past the touchdowns, this is not fantasy football. Look past the touchdowns. <laughs> he was a better quarterback in 2020 than he was in 2019. And again, unless you're doubting the coaching staff, which you'd be on an island doing so, they are coaching these players up to get better. So going into year three, it is reasonable to expect him to put it to, to be a better quarterback. I'm not saying he's gonna be Peyton Manning next year. Throw 55 touchdowns. I'm just saying the dude's going to fucking be a very good quarterback next year because his progression is leading right down that road, and now everything around him is set up for him to have success. They're, they're just – listen, they're, like I said it before, the old adage in football in, in football when it comes to player evaluation is the, the talent sets the floor and the character sets the ceiling. Tell me what's wrong with Daniel Jones's character that he can't set himself a high ceiling. They got the culture. Listen, you're right. They got the culture, John. Man, maybe they have the culture, but 
they have the Maybe coaching. Saw they on they the have, floor have, he season. has it. Maybe we saw his offensive floor this past season, right? Granted, you know, you take away the turnovers from year one, but you can say that those are rookie mistakes. And, and like Mike mentioned earlier, definitely he started off 2020 with a lot of turnovers where we were all like, fuck, man, this dude can't yeah, do shit. Look at the context so put, of the girl, Listen, I'm, I'm saying this in all possible ways. Like, you know, maybe they, they did kind of handcuff him a little bit. And that's where Garrett was like, fuck it. I'm a big man. I fucking coached teams that went to playoffs and won divisions before. So I don't give a fuck. You want to put it on me? You want to come after me and be like, oh, Jason Garrett's fucking thing is from fucking Tecmo Bowl days. We're in the John Madden era of football. Like, you know, as far as like a computer fucking thing, uh, video games thing would be concerned. But the reality was they were basically saying that he coached an offense like it was like the fucking... 80s and 90s, not like he's in this new fucking era of, of coaching uh, offensive football. But, yo, a lot of that could have been like he wanted him to get his confidence. He wanted him to develop. He wanted him to see reads. So that if he got down these basic reads, that then he, he could start to progress to that next level. And that's what the opportunity is for him this year. It's literally for that. To, it's in place for him to do it. He's got the tools, right? Like I said, he's got the tools. Now he's got the personnel. And now it's literally him taking that next step. That's what's left there. My question to you guys is real quick before we wrap up tonight. Yo, we made a lot of moves in the last week and so with free agency and everything else. And we know that there's a guard or two that's being thrown around. You think we're done in free agency? Is it time to just focus on the draft? Or do you think we got one or two more moves up the sleeve still? I think we'll know this week, man. Like I said before, with Trey Turner, I think that could be a, a cheap little move that we might get. Um, don't forget, like, you know, with Kyra Rudolph, um, you know, that's the big question time. mark. I, I think right. he's going to stay. I just think his guaranteed money might come down because of that that foot injury where he might need surgery. And don't forget, we got plenty of time before we get into you know next season. And just a quick like little shout out to uh, Nate Soldier. Um, you know, he didn't have to you know rework his contract. Now he could have waited to June first, and that would have caused the Giants not to spring you know extra money on maybe. You know, a few extra guys that they signed that's it for me. Right. So, like, yo, that's a big team player, man. I'm rooting for him, man. Like, dude, I hope he monster discount, dude. I hope he, like, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to root nothing against, like, you know, Matty P. I want him to get the job, but if he don't, and if Nate Soldier like solidifies himself as that right tackle, I'm all about him, man. I hope he has a great year and proves a lot of people wrong. And don't forget with his contract, you know, next year, sure, it's like three million dollars against the cap, but after that. He's a free agent. So oh, he's Mike, playing something. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was one name I actually forgot to mention earlier when I said that they brought in some of these guys as sort of, you know, as mentors, you know, the Kyle Rudolph, you know, Booker T as I'm joking with. But, you know, you know, Nate Solder, he, not only did he take that pay cut, but he's clearly there to help these guys develop in Pert and Andrew Thomas. You know, everybody's saying that he might swing on both sides, right? So, you know, he's going to kind of be that veteran presence that's going to be there and not have to – and can take some of the pressure off of these younger guys, which yeah. is just another way of saying that, look, that can help them take that next step, which is a really good point. And I did forget that you're right. You know, the whole Nate Solder restructuring of his contract was pretty much huge because I don't think we get Jackson if he don't do that. Yeah, he 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 really sacrificed a lot of money um, that he didn't technically have to. Uh, dude, that's that's the thing when you when you get good character guys, shit like that happens. It's just what it's just what it is. Like I don't I don't foresee the guys that the Giants drafted trying to handcuff the organization. You know, maybe free agent, sure, but I just feel like guys like Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Andrew Thomas, like. When when it's their turn to get paid, I don't think that they're gonna go out of their way with holdouts and you know just just you know play the game with them. I think I think the high character guys are willing to do that. 
and the way they're all loving kind of being together and recruiting each other and all that stuff, wanting to be here. There's like a destination in the NFL and apparently one of the most sought after destinations. If you, if you look at free agency, um, what Nate told you did was awesome. And I think that's going to be something you're going to see a trend going forward. So do you, do you agree with Mike there? You think that like, if there's any other free agents moves, it's probably Trey Turner or something along the offensive line. I I think it's going to be, it's going to have a a big part of what happens with Kyle Rudolph. Um, If they, you know, if they throw out, throw out the contract because it was never really signed, uh, we just agreed to terms, but obviously now with the physical being the way it was and him needing surgery, I mean, it is, it is, you know, the end of March right now. This, we're not playing a game for six months or five months or whatever it is at this point. So if you get the surgery, there's a chance that he's going to be able to play, you know, week one, which is what's most important. So um, if, if it frees up some money, we can get a Trey Turner. That gives us even more flexibility in the draft. So um, I don't care. You know, I, I, think, I think the biggest thing it just has to do with Kyle Rudolph. It was like my, my thing, like with the whole like Kyle Rudolph signing, like – you know, maybe there's a, a little thing going around like, hey, if we, you know, we have Kyle Rudolph, maybe we trade Evan Ingram. We move right. up in the draft to go. <laughs> we get picks. Then we have. No, no, no. Say it the way you want to do So, Mike, you brought this up earlier, man. Like, say it the way you want to say it. Mike's dream trade during draft day. I'm starting rumors. I'm starting rumors. I'm fucking trading. <laughs> He's saying that since Atlanta wants to move around, maybe we throw like Evan Ingram, I don't know, next year's second round pick, maybe this year third round pick, and we take no. the number four, we flop the 11, and we go out there Kyle Pitts. I'm with you, Mike. No, that's he, still what Atlanta is. That's a stud, man. Yo, yo, Atlanta gets their fucking tight end and fucking Evan Ingram, and they get their fucking offensive line at 11, which they desperately need. Maybe they do make that move, man. You just you never know what get them in and – Judge and Abrams, man, and Chris Mara, man, they're, they're doing something special, man. So, like, don't put it past them. I'm not saying I would be opposed to that, but I got to be honest with you. I would be stunned <laughs> if if they if they were to trade up, especially, you know, into the, you know, first okay. four, okay, five, but, six picks. But you're not stunned now? You're not stunned at the, the whole free agency fucking – no, I wasn't stunned at all. I would say in the whole time that they're going to spend money on free agency. I don't think they're so going to spend. Wait, 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 John. So you know, like this. If you're, like if you're this. the Giants in Atlanta, right? And no, 175 million. This, this trade right here, you get Evan Ingram, this year third round pick from the Giants, and next year second round pick. Would you give up oh that my God. fourth round spot? You think that they would do that? No. I mean, but it's got to take some crazy shit like that. You don't think Atlanta's phone is fucking rigging off the hook with all the quarterbacks that are going to come off the board? You know what you I'm saying? Have to Miami, more too. Than like, that. Bro, that shit is rigging off the hook right now. You have to give him more than that, bro. If you were to trade Evan Ingram straight up for a pick, he's probably going to get going to get you a fourth round pick right now. Maybe right. mid season if if he go, if he goes off the first you know five or six weeks of the season, you can you can get a little better haul because he's going to be a free agent after the season anyway. Right. But as it stands right now. Evan Ingram and a third and a fourth, especially not even in the same draft, that you're not going from eleven to four. You need you need you're gonna need to oh, throw that, like a that's why I don't know. That's why I said third round this year. So you flip the first round, third round this year, and second round next year. That's and Evan enough, Ingram man. for that fourth. No, There's man, no man. way that's enough. I mean, listen, that's the only thing I, I can no say. Like, like every day, I'm still stretching. I'm reaching. I'm trying to make Mike's dream happen here. Hey, listen, I want <laughs> it to happen, man. Just don't <laughs> for my dreams, fellas. Just, just, just keep in mind, guys. Keep in mind, every single year, 
you know, the, the way the media goes, they try to sell the NFL draft. The NFL is excellent at selling their product 12 months a year. And there's all these different guys, the four or five different quarterbacks going in the top 10, four or five different receivers going in the top 10. Plus you have the two tackles. Plus you have this, plus you have that. You have the two cornerbacks. There's like 26 different people that are going to be picked in the top 10. One of those, one guy that's going to fit what we need is going to be there at 11, or maybe even if we trade down 14, Which 15, Gettleman like that. Does, so that's the only reason. Why yeah, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care about there. extra draft picks. We have, we have of the of the 22, really, you know, 28, 29 starting positions on a, on, a, on an NFL team. When you consider slot cornerback and all that other extra that goes into it, when you consider those, you know, top 30 guys, we have everybody we need. We don't need that many more players. I'd rather get. I'd rather. I'd rather instead of getting three singles, get one home run at the top of the draft, and I, that and that that would really be it. I don't care about necessarily trading down to acquire more assets at this point. The team the is only, built. The rebuild yeah. is over. The only thing we got to worry about is the injury bug. That's the only thing we have that's to it. worry about. You're right. But that's the same for any team in every sport, bro. Right, the only team that I've ever seen in my life. Right, but there's no, no. Hold on. There's more teams that are at risk for the injury bug than others. That's all we're saying, right? And the Giants. Yeah based off of their past history, are a little bit higher than other teams. That's it. And I'm not even going to talk about a percentage, but they are definitely a little bit higher risk for that injury bug bite than other teams are. That's it. We you just know? we say that because we pay attention to the Giants more than we pay attention to the other team. We, yeah, we've had, we had devastating injuries here and there. <laughs> we, we also just lost a quarterback retire that went 16 seasons without missing a game. So we can't necessarily say that it's, it's that, that catastrophic. We don't pay attention. We don't feel the pain of injuries from other teams, so it doesn't stick with us. It's just not something that we're going to experience as Giants fans for other for other players, unless you're really, really paying attention to all 32 teams or even maybe a handful more. Well, you know, listen, a couple well, percentage was- points, an extra injury too. It's the same. It's Jules, I'm just saying. It's every team has to worry about injuries. It's just part of sports. You know what I mean? The only team that I have I've seen get ravaged by injuries and still have a successful season. Was I think it was the 2019 Yankees that they lost like 30 something people uh, to the injured list, and they still ended up winning 100 games. I, and the rest of sports teams ever, when you start losing, you know, you're in the Yankees now, so you know. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> you're talking, talking about, about the Yankees, bro. Sorry, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're talking about an unsalary cap sport, like you know, there's just a luxury tax there. Right, right, right. So it's not even a fair comparison, but that's the only time I've ever seen that. Any other sport, when you start losing your first, your top four or five guys in basketball, you don't have a chance. And it's the same thing in football. It's the same thing for every other team. So I get it. Injuries definitely can ruin a season, sure. But that goes for everybody else. Because you know what? If if fucking um, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill get hit, get get hurt, the Chiefs are not winning 14 games next year. I promise you. That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a bad sports day. That's all I'm saying. All I know is – I was talking about this with my buddy the other day. What, what did like, we bro, definitely predict here is that – this was a crazy ass fucking week of free agency for the Giants and Giant fans and all of us, right? And like, look, I'm fucking not saying right. that we're fully done in free agency, but you know, I think it's maybe just adding a, a, another guard or something of that nature. I don't see anything big leading into the draft, but what will start to happen in the upcoming weeks, and you know, it's going to happen, it's going to start chirping up, is the NFL draft, man. That shit's like a month away at this point, a little bit long, a couple of days over that. We're, we're definitely, as Giants Brawl, definitely going to try to do a live a, dry, a live feed for the draft. That's definitely going to happen. 
The one thing that we can't guarantee up to this point is whether or not we're going to be able to do it from a bar because of COVID and everything that's going on. So that has been a little bit of restriction, but we are 100% going to go live and do a draft there. We're also going to try to give some giveaways coming up. So all that kind of shit is coming up for the draft. We're going to have a few things brewing for that. Definitely stay tuned to hear that kind of stuff. So that's going to be coming up in a couple few weeks. All right. So guys, I think that wraps us up for this week. You know where to find us. You can catch us at Facebook. Look, that thing is growing every day. Keep telling people to check us out on this. Check us out on Facebook. Man, it's been a great help. Like we said, you know, we know we're chasing down other other uh, Brawl Network uh, podcasts. We want to be the best one in that, just like the Giants made moves. <sighs> Giants Brawl's making fucking moves, all right? You right. know where to catch us individually, all right? You know, you got Mike Trainer, MFT, my, uh, you know, at Mike, uh, Mike Trainer, at MFT, Mike Trainer. You got J Depot at NYG Slap Parade, all right? You got Jules at Jules NYC one. All right. Hit us on Facebook. Hit us on Instagram. Right. What else, Mike? Hey, well, well, yeah. If you want to send us an email, look for all you guys that ain't on social fucking media, you can definitely send us a goddamn uh, email. All right. Giants brought AOL. Just shoot us a fucking email. Right. If you want to talk shit, it's all good. We read those fucking things too. All right. But yeah, that's, that's where you find this. All right. We're out. We'll catch us next week. Look at us on Instagram. Look at us on Twitter. Look at us on on, on Facebook. We're posting shit all week long. Keeping shit up to date. We'll talk to you guys later. We're out. Peace.